You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. This is On Principle, Challenges in Jewish Education. And I have the incredible COVID once again, after uh, uh, too long of an absence, to speak to my Rebbe, my mentor in a way, Rab Simcha Mordechai Kuk, the Menachel of Mechinos Ner Yisrael. Uh, last year, Rebbe, we spoke about how the yeshiva was dealing with the unprecedented uh, times, the uh, how they were able um, incredibly to come up with a way that Zoom could work, but not Zoom the way we know it that's connected to the internet, but the Torah Maseira, a totally kosher version that gave you all the advantages of Zoom and how you were going to meet those challenges. Can we just say, it's, is it in the uh, rearview mirror? Are most, uh, again, are there concerns still going on by parents, about teachers, about uh, the pandemic within the Nereus role uh, yeshiva right now or not? Okay, first of all, thank you very much, Rav uh, to invite me back. I thought that you wouldn't want to have me again, I, but I'm flattered that you uh, <laughs> saw fit to ask me to speak again. I enjoyed it the first time. I hope I enjoyed it the second time. And I got uh, nice responses from people who saw it and uh, commented. Um, as far as Zoom in the rearview mirror, um, yes, but with one, um, uh, let's say, uh, uh, condition, that is, you know, it says objects, you know, that side view mirror says objects. Appear uh, larger than they are, yes. Right. I would say the same, the same thing over the Zoom. At this point, it appears larger than it is. We don't have that anymore. The Zoom is, is a thing of the past, at least as far as COVID is concerned. Um, we do use Zoom on occasion for different things. The English teacher who was super sensitive to um, COVID, he taught a math class the whole year on Zoom. And it was very, he was very successful. He happened to be a very good teacher. And not, not, very, not, not Paul Miller. Not Paul no, Miller. No, no, no. Paul Miller is no longer with us. But um, Paul Miller, is, is he the, he's not Naomi Emmis, is he, Paul? Is he still late yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. He, I, I, I said, I, uh, I offered to condolences on behalf of Machina and expressed our gratitude to him posthumously. But yeah. this teacher was able to maintain discipline from Zoom wow. better than other teachers who were actually present in the classroom. So wow. that, that was very good. So we do do the occasional Zoom, but it's no longer a modus operandus of... Uh, and and uh, again, uh, our, our, is there a mask mandate for the kids? I know that because Nary Yisrael, I was 13, barely 13 when I came there. So I, I would assume that many of the students are not vaccinated, right? Right. Many students are not. Oh, and as far as COVID, you mean as well as far as what's concerned? Yeah, in terms of, in other words, do you, do you, is there oh, a we have required, You have to be vaccinated for everything to be part of the, um, to join the Mechina. COVID, we are not insisting on vaccination because, you know, it's too, a, a parent has a right to say, I'm not satisfied at this point. It's so fresh and new that there aren't uh, some serious uh, side effects. And if I don't want to put my young son through this, especially at young people, not such a risk. So we're not going to insist on that. We will recommend it and we will offer, we did offer a vaccination on site and maybe we'll do that again, but we will, uh, we're not going to insist on vaccination. Uh, so there isn't, again, you know, look, I am, I, I don't have a horse in this game. So don't think that I'm trying to 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 play Mike Wallace and get you or anything. All I'm all I'm trying to say is, I, I, you know, I yeed, you know, Mike Wallace definitely. Know. Yes. He was he was harmless. What was that lady who was the um, 
She was a devil. She was Eichayid. Leslie Stahl was Eichayid. No, not Leslie Stahl. No, no, she was the top interviewer. She got people. Barbara Walters. Barbara Walters, right. Also a Yid. Oh, also yeah. a Yid. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I don't know. You want to be my class five, but don't be Barbara Walters. Okay. You know what? I, I'm not ready to go into drag right now. Although, you know, again, if you give me a hat there, maybe. My 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 point though is is that I'm not trying to play gotcha, but we, we know that in, in, in that some schools and some private schools, because private schools have a right to demand that they're gonna say everybody has to be vaccinated in order to come in. Basically, Nair Yisrael, the Machina, which is a great institution, I'm not gonna say anything negative about it at this point, but the point is is that it's <laughs> it's 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 you don't you can become part of Nair Yisrael and you, we we're not going to be mocked, but, but are you are you asking some of the students who aren't vaccinated um, to wear masks in certain situations or no? No, the only thing is if there's a if there's a teacher who is mocked, because um, some teachers are high risk, and they feel that even though the teacher was vaccinated, if the student isn't, so we may require that student who's not vaccinated or that one or two students who are not vaccinated during this class. To do it on Zoom in a different. In, in other words, not in the classroom with a mask, but actually to be. So, yeah. uh, so you still have those Torah Masora gadgets. They still have those. Yeah, those, we still uh, have them. Actually, we use them for other things. They're, they're very useful. Okay, good. I'm sure. Look, there's no reason to, to throw the technology away. We all know that World War II spawned some of the greatest technology that we still are using, even though it was used for deleterious reasons as well. So Baruch Hashem, like as you say, for many people it's more in their mind, but you know. My, you know, if you've listened to my uh, uh, discussions and things that I've been saying here on on principle and some of the other uh, podcasts that I have, to me, it's less about the science and more about the perception, the Chil Hashem Shabbat. I just would, I would just, because we're not going to win the battle of public opinion and we can bring in our epidemiologists and our people and say, look, look at this, look at this graph. The Welt hertnicht, and therefore, okay. So I don't want people to 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 make an alila. So therefore, we're going to appear this way, whether it's masked, whether it's whatever. Just look, we're not going to win that fight. That's all. That's all my concern is that people shouldn't say, "Look at those Orthodox Jews. Look at their backwardness." And even though you're actually more forward because you're not gripped by fear and you have evidence. That's all my concern. I'm sure you you feel the same way. So, you know, so all the brachas to you, but just, I would just be careful about someone saying, you know what's going on over there? They're not doing this. And, you know, let me reiterate. We, before, when, before they was open to the um, 16, uh, under 16s, we brought in a team and they, uh, they vaccinated everybody over 16. And most, I would say, 98, 97% of the student body of that age was vaccinated. Then when they lowered the age to 12 to 16, we again brought in a um, a team, a a COVID team, and we um, vaccinated a a majority of those from 12 to 16. And we're sending out an email that we recommend highly that your son should be vaccinated. So we're very pro-vaccination as much as we possibly can without ramming it down their throats. Right, sure. And, and look, I have said often when I speak privately to people and publicly, and I'm sure you think the same way, whether I don't understand all the science the behind the vaccination and the novelty aspect of it, but we have to see this as the as the Rabbi Shalom's hand. We have to see the, the Ness 
of, of, of human cooperation and brilliance that put together this vaccine. And as terrible as the machla was, the magefa, the, the people that we lost, Nebuch, but the, the vaccine is one of the simonim of, of, of the Rabbi Nishayom's hashgocha uh, nifloa that allowed it to happen. I don't know. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I, but I do. You do agree. Okay. I agree. I agree because it's been proven the vaccine has changed the whole um, uh, you know, system. And uh, it's made from a pandemic into a you know, pocket of, uh, of COVID breakouts and mostly by in areas that are not vaccinated. So I think everybody agrees that the vaccination is helpful. The, dis- the disagreement is whether you should do something. At, uh, it, it's also incredible that it, until this, it took years before a vaccine was... That's what I mean. It's unbelievable. The right. How, and, and, and that has to do not so much the nest specifically of this, but the nest of global interconnectivity, right. scientists working together, right. building on the sh- shoulders of giants. All of that came together in such an amazing way that you see that the Rabbeinu Shalom gave Chochmah to Bnei Adam to be right. able to stave off something that in a previous door would have wiped out communities. Anyway, let's uh, move on. So, okay. the, the, but I didn't call you to talk about COVID, but I just felt that, that I had to be Yoitza. It's still the main topic of conversation where people right, eventually right. will fade into right. the background. Right. Right. Mirza Shem, you, you'll tell your ear, ear, yeah. about what the goof of COVID was. Um, and hopefully you'll be dancing at their chasanas as well. Rebbe, let me ask you something. You know, one of the things that um, perhaps uh, was... In, unique in our day was that uh, the amount of chevra that went there to throw after their senior year. Um, now, personally, I I opted out of my senior year because I had finished the the, the mechinas lemude uh, kodesh because I was with by Rav Heinemann. So I spent a year by Rav Yechon and Zweig, and Did then you go to Chicago. Well, I, I've been so many places; it's hard to hold cheshbon, <laughs> but. Okay, <laughs> I've yeah. So uh, I'm like where the every place you see, like I've been more places than the Gideon Bible has been has been put around. Um, I went from uh, from uh, Nerysroll, and I, in eleventh grade I was by Rav Heinemann, as you remember. And then instead of saying, "Oh, I, I, I'm going to go to base matters here," isn't that great? I love Nerysroll so much. I'm going to go to base matters. I said, "No, you know, I'm getting out of here." And uh, and and Rabbi Yochanan Zweig. Uh, so Gesundheit was coming and getting guys, and I said, "Okay, I'll go there." So I, my quote unquote twelfth grade was really a, a full year of Bismedrish that I had by by Rabbi Zweig, and um, then I said, "You know, I want to go there to stroll, but because I really want to be Ayla Madregas and Kedusha, you know, and maybe I'll stay there." And surprise, when I came to Nerystroll, many of my grade mates, if not my classmates, I discovered there. Uh, there was a number, I don't want to mention their names here, but some of the, right, it, it seemed like about 50% of the 12th grade class that I would have been in and I stayed had gone on to Shiva in, 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 in Eretz Yisrael to spend a year or two, whether it was at Tifrach, Merkaz Atayra, that was some of the places people were going at that time. But Negev, it, Negev. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. The Negev, right? Tifrach. That was Tifrach, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, so that's yeah. I remember I was I I when they came to Mir, I was sort of like their tour guide and led them around, and it was it was it was great to to see my friends. But it, 
but I, I wasn't sure necessarily if this was something that was standard. And when I became a teacher, of course, in modern Orthodox schools, as you know, I was in some of the real, uh, in many of them throughout my life, I realized that in the modern Orthodox uh, yeshivos, and I, I shouldn't say quotation marks on that because whether it be called yeshivas, it's all right. But we know that there, there's a push for the success rate. And actually the modern yeshivas, actually the modern Orthodox yeshivas say, we want all of our kids to go to Israel for the gap year. And, and if, they, if it's not 100%, it's almost a failure. And we know this is different in, 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 in the yeshiva world. Um, tell me, you, I know, I saw that beautiful picture of all the seniors uh, lovingly around you. And I know you work a lot with the seniors, giving them chaburis. Tell me, what's the status now? And, and, and what is the shita that Neri Yisrael has, that you specifically have, about spending that year when you're going to turn 18 or you've just turned 18 or 17? This is, you've got, in a sense, your whole life ahead of you. What, what's the attitude and what's the Eitzah, Hayyutzah, generally, about spending time in, in Eretz Yisrael after high school? Okay, I, I'm, I'll, I'll share with you my thoughts on this, that, um, you know, much has changed over the last 40 years, 50 years. It's like the whole spectrum, the whole Eretz Yisrael, the types of yeshivas, who goes, it's so different today than it was then. Many Bachan went to Hanegev. It was um, supported by the Rebbeim, by Rabbi Tenler, and that it was a good idea of Socha. Uh, Socha um, uh, Meir was the Moshe uh, Shiva there. And it was, you know, Bachel went there, he was secluded. You know, what can you do in the Negev? You know, you can go visit the Baba Sali, but that's... <laughs> Apart from that, it's nothing to do. And therefore, it was very conducive. You know, it was Makayim heavy, girl on the Mokham Torah. It was Mamish girl on Mokham Torah. And it was advocated, and we felt it was a good idea. But that's changed. And Negev is no longer, practically speaking, existent for our Talmudim. There was a slew of yeshivas that opened up that became very popular. Torah's Moshe, Beis Yisrael, um, Torah's Chaim, and Merkaz Torah. Amongst uh, some of them, there was um, OJ, was a, a for more on the on the edge, so to speak. There were um, other yeshivas that have sprung up, and and therefore, and the pictures changed. What also has changed is the whole Eretz Yisrael has changed. You know, so there's very different forces at play. Personally, and I think most of the rabbim here advocate that Bachram should stay. We have a very good base medrash. The shear in the first year base medrash is a popular shear. The Rebbe is well liked. And we feel, you, why, why should you go to find an experiment with something else when you, can, you have it right at your doorstep? And okay. therefore, our policy has been to, to suggest to Bochum to stay here. But I say with the following caveat, if they will be successful in the yeshiva now, as you know, we, we take a quite a diverse um, element of Bachim from ninth grade. And there are some Bachim who, even after they reach 12th grade, have not yet reached that point where they're ready for a yeshiva, a base measures program, which requires uh, three hours learning in the morning, three hours learning in the afternoon. And I don't care what anybody says. It's hard. You know, even for a person who's in that, it's hard to sit for three hours and to learn. You're an 18-year-old kid who's like you're full of energy. And it's not for everybody. So those people who, uh, 
that is not for we we try and help them find a place in Eretz Israel. And let's throw in also. I remember with Rav Kolevsky, it was many times a ninety-minute uh, shear as well, right? Yes. I mean, you know, Rav Kolevsky was a, a you know, it was a tour de force almost every shear. You know? Even right. the way, even the way he would kill the flies that would come in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but I remember the guys were always late for lunch. The, right, the Rukowski, because Rukowski, and it's and and that is that is also very difficult to sit and especially for a kid today to sit and listen. That, that for, doesn't happen anymore. She starts at twelve and it's finished by one. Finished. Uh, uh, so you know, so there's been a lot of change, and you know, um, the Rebbeim have become more youthful, and that's more attractive to Bochum. So I would say like this. So. Uh, any given year, we recommend, well, usually 50% of the Olam, if we, have a, if we have an average, a senior class, graduating class of 60 Bochum, at least 30 will come back. Okay. This year, because of all other um, uh, COVID, et cetera, and the, the, the uncertainty of will there be a lockdown? Is it won't there? Can you go to the airport? Won't you? Will you be able to come? Won't you go? It's drastically reduced. And I say we probably have about maybe not more than that. 10, 11, 12 Bachim are going to Israel this year. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, no, no, let me add another factor because you mentioned before about modern Orthodox. And it, it's, an, I don't know what you know, goes on in the modern Orthodox schools, but I do know what goes on in day schools. And just to give you an example, a day school that doesn't have a Yeshiva Gadola. So they very often reckon they have to find, as you say, the gap here where, where they tell me they're going to go the next day. They don't have a Yeshiva Gadola to go to. So Israel becomes a very popular choice. But the level of learning, the level of uh, um, accomplishment of the boys who come from day schools is far below the level of our boys. They, you know, by, by default, a bochum comes to the yeshiva. They have a morning seder afterwards. They have a night seder. And many of them learn after mariv. So, and then they're probably bochum who come from day schools who may be very smart. And I have to add, there's a whole slew of bochum from England who are now um, attending these yeshivas. Every time I go to visit, I encounter in every yeshiva 20, 30, 40 bochum from England, which is, you know, 50 years, 60 years ago, was, there's no such thing. You know, a few bochum went. So, but these bochum, a lot of them are smart boys, and they have a good education because the English system of education is far superior to the American, but that's for a different uh, conversation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but they are educated. And they and, more. And, and and the education I think is what I'm going to hop you always here has has they've been trained. To oh, think. I'm glad you took the word out of my mouth. Yes. They've, they've been, been trained. Crazy. They've been trained to think analytically in ways Absolutely. that sometimes yeah. even the best rebellion in Neri Stroll could do. There's right. something about the seriousness that they take their academic studies. What I used to see in your brother, for example, as a, as a, as, a, as, a, as how to how to take a science apart, how to take an idea apart. Absolutely. And I shared a personal experience when I first came. So I was 18 years old. I was in Babi Nussbaum Shear. And there were some younger boys who had just graduated from Machine Austin this year. I, I'm not at liberty to, to disclose their names. But, and they had much more um, background in learning than I did. They had been learning in the Machine, and I just learned in Cheda. And but, but the thing that struck me, and it's still like in my mind, is the triviality of their questions. Like, I was like, like, that's not how I, we would think. You know, they were like very immature in their level of thinking. So, but, so, but, but let me get back to what I was saying. So these boys, and they, they, as you say, they're, they're smart and they're educated, but they don't have a background. 
they don't have a background in in learning, and they don't have a background in shtelling tzu to a yeshiva bacha. What it means to be yeshiva bacha means giving your day to yeshiva. They, they went to a school. They didn't go to yeshiva. Yeshiva is like is like it's a twenty four seven experience, and so therefore it's a little bit of a culture shock when our boys go there, and then they realize what you know. That, that, so, I, as another reason why I don't advocate bacha to go because I think you're selling yourself short in terms of of the learning of who you're going to. Are yeah, yeah. some yeshivas that are good? And some that are more campish, and I'm not going to say any names. But because of that, I am reluctant to recommend, unless there's a good reason for a bracha to go. Let me, I, I want to add two things if I have uh, time to do that. Of course. Yes. It's so your first, show. Okay. I'll interrupt you, you know, at okay. will, but it's your show. Yeah, you've been doing that ever since ninth grade, so that's not something <laughs> new. Uh, <laughs> you, don't worry, get in line. I've got a whole, there's a whole bunch of people with the rolled up newspaper saying, well, that guy stopped talking already. But go ahead. <laughs> okay, so there were two, um, uh, what were we saying? I lost my train of thought. We were saying that... Um, you wanted to mention two other things about uh, we're talking about sending guys and you said you would you would not recommend because you're afraid of the interactions uh in a way that might be negative for your guys who right, they won't feel that they but there are there are reasons why i would send and um one of the reasons we send is because sometimes a bacher uh, yes there's two reasons why i think it's good for boy, boy to go some the one reason it's good for boy to go is because He's been here four years. He needs a break. He needs a change. And Eretz Yisrael can attract him in a way that America won't. And I want to illustrate that with a, a Meister Shahoya. Many years ago, there was a Bacher here in the Mechina. Very, very smart boy. Extremely smart. And he wanted to go to Eretz Yisrael for the for first year. And um, he told me, he was very open. He said, I'm going for a year to have fun. And in Eretz Yisrael, Unfortunately, the level of fun has risen quite considerably. And some Bochum go to Israel. They do not have their parents on top of them. The Rebbeim and the Yeshivas are not on top of them. And they spend time, unfortunately, they can go to uh, places of uh, um, not suitable for a Bochum to go to. And there's a drinking that goes on and other things. And it's, it's, war- it's very worrisome. And he said, I'm going to live it up. I'm going to have a good time. And then I'll come back to America. So I went to Moreno Rabbeinu Rabbeinu Weinberg. I said, Rabbi, I said, I should, tell, let it, I should let him go, go to Eretz Yisrael. I said, he's going for the purpose of having fun. Why should he go add to Eretz Yisrael? And he told me the following, and I've taken this to heart ever since. He says, if he stays in America, this boy, the way you're describing him, nothing will become of him. Nothing. If he goes to Eretz Yisrael, it's possible it's even uh, more than possible, maybe it's feasible, that he will meet up with somebody who will turn him on and, and, and become a different person. And Weinberg said that not just from Sephora, but from practicality, because I know Bochum who have gone to Israel and have met somebody and really been turned on. I'm sure you know of such people also. And, and because of that, he said, you should recommend to go to Israel. Well, um, uh, I was never able to prove the point because he never made it through 12th grade because of some of his uh, extracurricular activities. I wasn't a Manal at that time. And because of that, he said, okay, I'm not going to Israel. And nothing became of him. He's very smart. He's, uh, you know, he has, uh, you know, but, but nothing became of him. And here's something that could have become of him. Had, had he gone to Israel and had he, yeah. right. 
So maybe. that's the reason why I always keep in the back of my mind that Abraha says, you know, maybe he will meet up. So, and they are such wonderful people. They're such great people like yourself. You never know who you, you know, which she and, and, and the Kedusha, again, we, as Rav Cook, right. as the other Rav Cook would say, yeah. the Sheifa to, to connect Eretz Yisrael, although it seems to be built on some sort of antinomian desire to just let loose, what it's re- what's what's really going on is the neshama that has a sheifa to go back to a shirish. Right. So I would say that um, you know to to deny that would be difficult. Right. right. And I want to tell you, there's another example. The opposite. A bachur went from here. He also one of these. You know, he never made, never made it through twelfth grade, but I kept up with him in Eretz Yisrael. Um, I'm very close to him. He's very close to him today still. And um, it was interesting. He went to yeshiva and. You know, he was a wild kid, a real wild kid. And uh, he he somehow, the yeshiva was near, was it Rav Zucker? Rav Zucker the Talmud of the Chavetz Chaim. Who was that? Yeah. The Talmud of the Chavetz Chaim. There were a lot of Radners. We could, I could stop the, I could stop the no, recording and book it up. In the 90s, Baal Musa, he was like, uh, I think his name was Rav Zuckerman. And, and he went to him and, said, and he, he changed completely. And he became Mamre. Now he lives in Australia. He's a Rebbe. He's a Marvitz Torah. He's Makariv. Totally turned about, which would never have happened in America. So, you know, that's the plus side of going to Israel. And the negative side is it's fearful of, you know, what. Yeah, what yeah. Uh, yeah, well, well, yeah, you know, as someone who's not a stranger to Chinuch, I don't have the august position that you have, but, I, but I've been around. And as I said before, and I've been a, a teacher in many places, and I've been an Israel guidance counselor as well. So I could tell you that, um, you know, I, 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 I'm a little bit disappointed, um, because I think that, you know, if, if you have a guy who, um, let's say from Ner Yisrael, who brings to the table what a typical Ner Yisrael guy would bring, which is a idea in Rishonim, a idea in how to make a laning pretty well, um, uh, an understanding of what Hasmoda is. It's possible that that person um, can, and he's not necessarily the the top of the class. He's not the, you know, he's not the 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 the, the idyish But when that guy comes to one of these yeshivas, these the ones that cropped up, as you said, he has also a certain chashivas there, and the truth is, he can also come to appreciate the other. To me, one of the things that you need to grow with is understanding that people who don't necessarily come from the same background as you have strengths that perhaps you don't even know about. So although you're talking about contamination happening, what I see is the teferis of the bonding with with guys, let's say, from a modern high school. I know that, um, you know, I was a little bit sort of friendly, but, you know, with Rav Bina, who was, of course, a very famous machatnech uh, in Yeshiva Takotel, and then he came, then he started his own Yeshiva. Um, and, and he would talk about this, about how the, the, the guys coming from the, you call them day schools or the Yeshiva high schools, come with a tzima'on for learning. The ones that decide not to go on to college, the ones that have decided, and, and they're going to go to a place like Kotel or something like that, which is a, a tough program, Nesiv um, Aryeh, I think it's called, they actually excel in many ways, like you said before, thinking. And I think there's something to be gained, even from those places, especially maybe from those places, in terms of recognition of the other and seeing, you know, recognizing the world doesn't end with you and maybe finding uh, the type of openness and friendship that, that, that could develop there. So, so you know, it's, it, it's not always, it's scary to meet people that are different, 
but it also was very enriching. And you could, and, and, and you realize that, that, that for years, uh, let me again, put it on the table. We heard, and, and this was different in the seventies when I was uh, your student and beyond TA it's, yo, know, those guys are bums. They're Gefehrlach, the TA guys, they have girlfriends. They're, 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 they're almost like they're monstrous in a way. It, it, it's, 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 it's enlightening to know how similar we all are. And I think that, you know, I think that in many ways, guys could actually gain by the friendships and also by the elevated position that they're going to have in the yeshiva. It's not for everybody. Some people, you want to become a Talmud. But for some of these guys, it's good to say, oh, you know, oh, you know how to do the Rashi. You do the Rashi. You become a, a leader. And these guys see themselves as, as, as being able to give up. That's just, I, I think, something perhaps you could consider. No, I, think, I think it's a very valid point because it is true. Some of these boys who go to Asia were from the weaker ones in, in their class. And now they become, instead of the Shu'alim, uh, instead of, instead of the, um, the Zon of Darius, they become Rosh Shu'alim. And I, I hold, I, and I found what somebody told me off the Chazonish says it, says the same thing. The, this concept of being a Rosh, uh, being a Zon of Darius as opposed to being a Rosh Shu'alim is not a Chinuch. That's in other areas. Been in Chinuch, sometimes, I'm sure you realize and know that, sometimes the best thing for a Bacha is to be the Rosh Hashanah. It gives him self-esteem. It gives him, it gives him uh, you know, um, confidence. And as you're saying, and he can help somebody else. Before, I, nobody ever came over to me and asked me Pshat Rashi. Now somebody's asking me Pshat Rashi. I feel exactly. good about myself. And that right. changes his whole perspective. Yeah, yeah. I agree well, with well, let me ask you one last thing before we get to something else on this point. These guys that you send, the ones, the, minute, the, the uh, minority of the seniors that you feel should go, is some of them you've said you don't think we're really ordinary Israel in the first place. You've said that. But do you expect the others to come back? And, 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 you know, and, and again, I, I, it was never clear to me when I was there in the 70s whether the Mechina was truly a feeder school for the base, for the base Medrash. I, it, it was not like a slam dunk that everybody who goes is going to go on. Um, is that changed now? And, and yeah, right, right. So now, the, the machine is a feeder school for base managers. I mean, this year there's 30, 35 Bokram going into the into the machine into yeshiva. Last year was over forty. So it really is the mainstay of the yeshiva is the machina. It is a feeder for the yeshiva, and they take a few uh, from outside. But basically, the ones who come into the ninth into the first year base medrash. Uh, from the Mechina. Then an interesting phenomenon has taken place over the years, as you're talking about, coming back. So some Bokhrim go to Eretz Yisrael. depends what the type of Bokhrim is. <clears throat> Many of the Bokhrim who go first year, say some of them stay second year because they are quite enamored. Some will stay three years that they never expected, and then they'll come back to Yeshiva. There's a quite good, a large percentage who come back. But what Yeshiva has been doing in recent years is, and you mentioned this before, Yeshiva has now become attractive to many of the Tinek, Shivata Kosel, Shiva Kotel, I should say, um, KBY, um, and Rashid, and other more uh, modernish type of uh, yeshivas. Yeshiva has now become a, 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 a drawing card for them, and they come back to Yeshiva. And, and what's so special about these boys is that they have, as you said before, the Tzama'on, they have a thirst. They're not interested in fooling around. They're not interested in dragging my cargo. I came to Jehovah alone. And, and they're very sweet to me, Mr. Kabochim. Very, very... In fact, right now, we have a program. The NCSY has a camp here. And there's an NCSY 
there's 50 Bachrim in this Kolel that are being, they have Rebbeim who teach them in, in this, and, and they're from, you know, the more remote Orthodox uh, feeding grounds like Teaneck and Westchester and, uh, I don't, you know, uh, the Long Island and other places. And they are such, you know, you meet them, they're such wonderful boys. And a few of them, at least a few of them, will, will stay on in L. So, and, and, you know, yeah. and I think one of the magnets that, that draws them, of course, is the fact, as you know, the, the unknown, you know, that 900 pound gorilla that's in the room for the base medrash is the ability to go to college, right? Yes. That's yes. really, yeah, again, yeah, sure. part of the reason why after they've spent two or three years and, and learning Stark, their yeah. parents are saying, no, no, come back. Yeah. And, and their Rabbeim in, in Eretz Yisrael are saying, why you? You're better than why you. Right? At least that's what they're, yeah. so you don't need why you. You could go to Ner Yisrael where you could actually be in a complete yeshiva and you'll be able to go to college at that's night, right, that's exactly, et cetera, yes, right? And I, and I think that's that was the Chachma of Rav Neuberger, uh, and Rav Ruderman, as well, that they understood that this was a, a, a something that was necessary for America. And that's really still bringing these guys in, yes. which is... Um, which and 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 I and as you're saying, I hope that the rabbeim see that that type of chashivas that these guys that come back that this is so really uh, the the idea of somebody coming uh like like I remember guys coming from um for for first year base medrash is a little bit less frequent today, right, Rabbi? There. Yeah. So now, yes. In other words, somebody coming, like let's say, from some other yeshiva, coming from, because when I was there, it happened a lot. There were a yeah, lot of right. people. It's much less come for first year based marriage. Maybe three or four bochum come for first year based marriage. So let me ask you next the next point: uh, Is there an ideal like? To go, like for example, I went to I, I I went to visit Scranton Yeshiva and some other yeshivas as in my role as an arts um, uh, investigator, so to speak, and I, I noticed that a number of the yeshivas, especially since the ones that were offering college credit, etc., that there was basically two to three years, and then it was over, and then the the assumption was you're off, you're going to go someplace, and there you throw. That has that developed at all? Where yeah, you mean yes. What happens now in Israel? It's followed the pattern of all yeshivas, basically. In other words, they they both come who don't go to Israel right away. They go to first year base medrash and they'll stay for second year base medrash, and many of them will leave after second year base medrash, and they will then they go to Israel. I think the going to Israel is probably they're more productive because they're two years older, they're more mature, and they act like you know. Yeshiva Bachrim instead of like, uh, you know, uh, wild uh, high school kids. And, um, and they go to, they go to the Mir, they'll go to, um, would see Kaplan. Um, um, they'll try to get into other places that have now become popular. And, and so I know your, your, your fiefdom is the high school, right. but I'm sure that in many ways you still collaborate with these um, charismatic rebellion that you were talking about. Yes. Is, 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 is it too late? Is is, we can't stop them and they're going to go anyway. Does the yeshiva want that to happen? Because once these guys are out, you know, you're not going to have a thriving third or fourth year right. of this medrash. So well, we, the third effect is because Bachram come back. That's what that's what fuels the third and fourth year base measures. Those who stay and those who come back. But there's nothing you can do about it. That's that's the way. That's a, it's a fact of life today. That majority but, of them look at. But, but that, you know that interestingly, back when I was there fifty years ago, that wasn't 
Sorry right. for making you feel old, but 50 years ago, that wasn't the case, right? right. The, you, you, new, you, new. It's not, I always say new, it's relatively new. It's, but you know, this is, this is what happens is the bottom, especially, uh, let me put it to you guys, if a bottom has been here four, six, bottom has I've been here four years in Machina, I've been in Shiva two years, I need to try something else. I, I have to go, you know? And uh, so, yeah, so they, they, they'll want to leave and they'll try to find some other place. So sometimes they'll stay in America, we'll go to a different Shiva, like Paseyek or, yeah. or um, uh, you know, there's some of these Shivas I'm not even familiar with in Lakewood. You know, or they'll go, um, they'll go to Rabanowitz in, in, in um, Washington Heights. They'll go to... Um, um, I, in other words, places that were supposedly specialty places that, right, that, right, that right. somehow are meant for the, for, for the best and the brightest, so right. to speak. They will go there. That's what's happening. So, so a, a very interesting phenomenon, which is sort of some of your third and fourth year guys are really the the modern kids who yeah. are coming back, yes. right? And the guys who were the straight laced are the guys you were trying to uh, right. uh, to pick right. up from the from the yeshivasha day schools. Right. Right. They leave. So right. there, you throw it. Really ends up being in a certain right. way, yeah. and and I, I would assume that that probably you know. Is 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 reflected a lot in, in Rabbi Feldman is Ogazunzain. I'm saying he's still giving shear to the to the to the oldest guys. No, Feldman gives the uh, a blood shear. I mean a uh, a shear collie once a week, and he gives uh, um, most of shoes once a week. And Ratzvi and Ratzvi. Ratzvi gives his his shear, his shear is very popular. He's he is a very big draw to the yeshiva. So Ratzvi is which year is that? That's fourth year. That's the fourth year. And one one of the reasons why Bachim come back here is because of Ritzvi. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a, look. We from for for how many years he's been there? I mean, he's always been this incredible uh, glot right. magnetic force. It's right. so strange, really. I, I think about it because you know I knew him as such a straight arrow, and. Uh, and he does have a wicked sense of humor. I mean, he does have, because I have discovered that myself in private conversation I've had with him. But um, his glotkite and his understanding of, of, of human beings is 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 immense. And I think that's that's a talent that goes beyond his Clarkite and the, the yeah. Soviet. I remember when he first came in 10th grade. So. From San Francisco, right? San Francisco. He came from San Francisco. So it's interesting the way things uh, really, you know, in, in a way, coalesce in, in such a manner. Well, Rabbi, I think you've given us a uh, an interesting perspective. And okay. especially, I think, um, I know you're fiddling with your papers there, but uh, the point is, I think, just to put a, a, a little period, if not an exclamation point on our conversation, um, I, I think that... Um, we should never, um, I guess, sell short. Uh, you know what the desire to go to Eretz Yisrael is. It's you know we we the you know we we're misabel on 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 Eretz Yisrael misabel that it's still uh, the 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 Eretz Hashemayma in a certain way, but it still is as Rav Salvechik used to say. You know it is the Merkaz Hatayra. He says America. He said, "Is a mukam tayra shein kamayo that people can never imagine." And the Rav used to say that the questions that an American guy can ask, the the why questions, are questions that in the even the, the Israeli mentality isn't used to, and that's important to to bring that. But 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 the the the, the great ness perhaps of the 20th century uh, is the reestablishment of Eretz Yisrael as that great merkaz. Sure. So. 
to you know to, and in that way i guess every you know the 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 shaifas to go there are are an indicator of really of, of how Absolutely. how how strong our bonds are and how you as an educator and and others have for fanning those flames and encouraging that in, in, in the best way possible. Thank you so much for giving us so much time on this. Shalom's here, Surah uh, Tavis. And, and oh, it was a pleasure speaking to you. Okay, Rabbi. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.